on this episode of Dispatch. The search trends go to war. We've got the most interesting of 153 stocks going ex-div next week. Pfizer finds the luck of the Irish. And after all that turkey, I'm thankful that radio allows me to wear comfy pants. Well, hello there. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Hopefully you were able to have a restful day. Markets were closed on Thursday. Enjoy some time with the family, perhaps. Maybe a little TV. Bonus, this show feels like you're on vacation because you just have to work with your ears and listen in. So a little brain candy for you as we edutain you on your way to work. Glad to have you along for another installment of Dividend Dispatch, the ultimate show for dividend investors, brought to you by Dividend.com. Coming up on today's episode, we've got everything you need to know about the markets summed up between your desk and your door. Starting with the Dividend Market Minute, a recap of the week that was and the week that's coming at you, all from a dividend investor's perspective. Then we've got 15 big names going ex-dividend next week. Over to Search Trends, a window into the mind of dividend investors by looking at last week's most popular anonymous search queries from Dividend.com and underline the word anonymous. We're not the NSA. And lastly, it'll be the fan favorite, our oh sh moment, a segment of the show in which we look back at some big financial blunders that would certainly make anybody living at that time say, oh sh And this week's is a goodie, one involving the loss of $181 million and two senior citizens. This is Jeff from Dividend.com, your friend and host, easing you into the week of November 30th. And man, even saying the word November sounds funny to me. December is just on the doorstep. Can you believe the holidays are just under a month away? It feels like just last week I was wearing shorts, enjoying long, sunny days, frolicking in the sun, running through the lake like it would never end. And here we are. I guess all things must change. You can reach out to me at any time on Twitter at Dividend.com. Spell the word dot. Use the hashtag dispatch on Facebook or Twitter, and we'll get some dialogue running. Time now for the Dividend Market Minute. It's time now for the Dividend Market Minute, where we take a quick overview at what happened last week and tee up the week that's coming all from a dividend investor's perspective. You can catch a greater, more in-depth version of this online. Go to Dividend.com, check out the news page, search wrap or glance, and most of the thick information lives there. Let's recap last week, though. Light would be the best way to describe it. Turkey took precedence over trading. Fair enough. Economic data was light but important. This included consumer confidence, GDP, and durable goods. Much of the release data had zero effect on the overall markets, though. And same with a few earnings reports during the early portion of the week. I guess we can blame that on Turkey and Thanksgiving as well. The markets did see some pretty decent swings on Tuesday, though. This was caused largely by a Russian plane being shot down over Turkish airspace. I guess that's a different sort of turkey problem. Markets weathered this news despite initially falling 109 points. Oil prices were up and energy stocks rose as well uh, on this day. Uh, we'll talk more about the Russian plane later in the search trends. Also adding to the market's euphoria was a bullish GDP number from the U.S. GDP managed to rise 2.1%. That was higher than forecasted in spite of the fact that consumer confidence slipped last month. Unemployment claims managed to see a return to lower numbers after seeing a sharp increase two weeks ago. The measure only came in at 260000 which was well below what 
forecasts were estimating. Durable goods came in at an increase of 0.5%, beating the consensus forecast as well. Major earnings of note, John Deere. Nothing runs like a deer. This stock just keeps crushing it despite Chinese slowdowns and uncertainty in the U.S. market. Friday was light. Oh, and by the way, one more little note there about JD. They beat earnings by 33 cents per share. Friday was light with turkey hangovers and Black Friday sales. Another big piece of news from last week was the announcement of Pfizer merging with Allergen. The $160 billion merger is the largest ever amongst pharmaceutical companies. For dividend investors interested in the healthcare sector, this might be a company to put on your Christmas list. Also for dividend investors such as yourself, for whom Pfizer has long been a favorite, you're unlikely to be affected by this merger, perhaps equally as important since Pfizer and its management will be the de facto survivors in this deal. The new company is likely to maintain the current 76-year track record of paying quarterly dividends. Hopefully, it will continue the tradition of raising the dividends as well each calendar year. Pfizer currently yields 3.48%, while Allergen yields a measly 0.01%. Here is a tee-up of what's happening in the markets this week. Well, in the true push-and-pull fashion that is life, last week's light markets will be met with heavy markets coming at us this week. And by heavy markets, I mean heavy news. We'll see speeches from seven different Fed officials before week's end. Monday, we'll see the Chicago PMI numbers forecasted to be down from roughly 56 to 54. But as they say, as long as it's above the 50 points mark, still indicates growth and expansion. Good positive note for us dividend investors and for growth. As for housing, pending sales have really dropped off even more than seasonally adjusted figures would suggest. Analysts are expecting another big drop from that metric through the bearish numbers and that may not really have a big effect on the market after all. Tuesday begins the start of the Federal Reserve show. I guess that's the best way to put it with Fed officials Brannard and Evans giving speeches. The Fed loves us. The Fed loves us not. I'm running out of pedals to pull out here. Don't know about you. I just want answers. We still don't know what's going to go on. But know this. If rates go up, this is good for the banking sector. Bad for REITs. The financial sector is in a healthier position than it was five years ago. And if you look, cash on balance sheets is up substantially for the banks. And if you're looking to play this sector, regional banks are a good way to go. You can look at dividend-paying banks such as Old National CNB Financial, Citizens and Northern, the likes of that. But the less risky dividend investment is to invest in multinational banks. These would be Citigroup, JP Morgan Chase, or Bank of America. Obviously, those aren't the only three. Those are things to get you started. In terms of data, we get a big one, by the way, of the ISM Manufacturing PMI. The measure of business and manufacturing health stood at barely above 50 points when last reported and has been trending lower. A drop below that 50 mark would indicate contraction in the U.S. manufacturing base, so have an eye for that. Wednesday, Chairwoman Janet Yellen will speak twice, so you get a little double dose of Yellen. Employment numbers will be announced, and we'll also see the release of the Fed's Beige Book. Beige Book will affect the overall markets and dividend stocks, whether it's positive or negative, so have an eye for that. Thursday, Yellen will testify about the Beige Book. Other data released will be Fed-related and highly influencing. This would be items such as manufacturing numbers, key payroll, jobs reports, those types of things. On the earning front, it will be mostly retailers. And while these reports won't include the holiday season from Black Friday sales, we'll have a little bit of guidance 
and that'll help us to see how and gauge how successful the holiday season will be and has been so far. Although early speculation from all the news centers is that the turnout for Black Friday isn't quite as excited or as big as they thought. But take in mind, retail, you know, cameramen, camera people, news outlets, they go to the store, the brick and mortar, which is sort of a dying thing. So we'll see what Amazon reports, we'll see what Alibaba reports and the likes of them. And just when you thought you could relax on Friday, OPEC will hold its next round of meetings. The Bureau of Labor Statistics released three big data points, both the hourly pay rate numbers and non-farm employment rate change. Then the BLS will report the unemployment rate. The number is currently at 5% and has been slowly trickling downwards. Whew, that was a mouthful. Dividend search trends. Time now for dividend search trends. Ever wondered what wild and wonderful slash possibly weird things your fellow dividend investors are searching for on the web? Well, based on hundreds of thousands of anonymous search queries here on Dividend.com last week, we have some of that insight for you. Here are the top five. At five, it's Atlas Resource Partners. On Monday, Atlas Resource Partners dropped a third of its value due to significant leverage and debt-related announcements. The drop brings it to a mind-boggling yield of 83%. We at Dividend.com haven't really tracked this. We haven't really looked at ARP in much detail. Just There's only so much you can watch. But on first sight, this looks like an accidental high yielder. If you've got anything to say about it, write us, write me on Twitter at Dividend.com. Please let me know. Number four is Nike. The ubiquitous company named after the goddess of victory is having a banner year with a stock up 36%. Just last week, Nike announced a 14% dividend increase, a new $12 billion stock buyback, and a two-for-one stock split. Investors cheered the move and sent the stock up 5% on the day of that announcement. Nike has a number of growth catalysts that are providing significant capital returns. Side note, Nike is a premier dividend growth stock. Although investors looking for significant income right now will be disappointed, it could be one that you want to hold for years to come. Numero 3, Chris, Pfizer. Pfizer is listed as one of our best dividend stocks as well. They've just initiated the world's largest corporate tax inversion where the U.S. company reorganizes in a country with a lower tax rate. In this case, it will be Ireland. For our premium members out there, head over to Dividend.com for an excellent analysis of this. Those who aren't premium members, it's money well spent and the holidays are coming. So maybe buy yourself a gift because an investment in knowledge pays the best interest, said Benjamin Franklin. Heading into the top two, it's funny, you know, six months ago with the world in turmoil, I thought, you know what, maybe now is a good time to invest in military and defense stocks. I didn't. Uh, That's neither here nor there. And well, 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 stocks in defense are up, 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 especially in the last few weeks. So let's take a look at our top two. At number two, it's Boeing and tying in with that theme at number one is Aerospace, Defense Products, and Services. Dividend.com's best aerospace, defense products, and services dividend stocks witness a dramatic rise in traffic right after the Paris terrorist attacks, coupling that with Turkey shooting down a Russian jet. That's number one. And follow up with that, since November 13th, Lockheed Martin is up 6%, Boeing is up 5%, Northrop Grumman 5%, and Raytheon 7.7% increase. So I didn't buy in. But obviously, other people out there had that same mindset and led the search trends on Dividend.com.
It's that magical part of the show in which we look back at some of the biggest blunders in financial history, those kinds of moments that would make anybody in that moment say, oh. Now, sometimes we cover major institutional blunders, some economic blunders. Today, we're going to look at some personal financial errors or blunders that just make you just cry a little bit. We're going to hop over to England circa 2010 to an elderly couple, their names being withheld. The woman in the marriage of over 50 years bought a lottery ticket every week, played the same numbers consistently. She always kept a ledger, and well, lo and behold, she saw that her numbers had finally been called. She got very excited, only to realize that her dear old hubby had thrown the ticket away. Corroborating her story, an old yellow-paged ledger that showed all the numbers she'd ever played and the date she bought the tickets over the last decades. As I said, she always played the same numbers consistently in the last few years. And when she searched the garbage to find the ticket, she had found another ticket that had won 10 pounds. But the 10 pounds didn't quite cover the cost of the blunder, because in US dollars, they missed out on 181 million bucks. Man, I once dropped a $5 bill in a pub once, and I was bummed for a week. So I'm not even sure how I would feel after that. Anyways, that's sad news. But let's switch gears and take a look at the top 15 stocks going ex-dividend next week. In no particular order, Goldman Sachs, Computer Sciences, Schlumberger, Home Depot, BlackRock, Brown Foreman, Waste Management, Walmart Stores, and PepsiCo. Principal Financial Group, Praxair, H&R Block, VF Corporation, Kimberly Clark, analog devices. Buy them, get the dividend, and let the good times roll. For insight as to the other 138 stocks going ex-div, head over to dividend.com and check out the ex-dividend dates calendar. Investment philosophies. We are headed to the end of the show, which means it's time for investment philosophies. Parting words to aid you in your voyage of dividend investing. I really like this one. It kind of reminds me of the time that Homer could have met Mr. T, but kept putting it off. Just like the time I could have met Mr. T at the mall. The entire day I kept saying, I'll go a little later. I'll go a little later. And then when I got there, they told me he just left. And when I asked the mall guy if he would ever come back again, he said he didn't know. Well, I'm never going to let something like that happen again. Well, I've learned from Homer's procrastination. I'm a busybody, and it's amazing how many people always want to tell me to calm down or slow down, and they insist that, that I should do it, but just because they aren't. Yeah, well, I won't. So I've taken to memorizing good slogans and good quotes that sort of deflect them away from me and my busybody habits. This is a good one that applies to us both as dividend investors and as human beings. It's a Chinese proverb. And it says, do not wait until you are thirsty to dig a well. This applies to all facets in life. As my father reminded me time and time again as a youngster, don't put off till tomorrow what you can do today. And it's true. He was right. Why wait until you're 40 pounds overweight to start going to the gym regularly and eating healthy when you can start doing it now when you're healthy and able and more energetic? Makes sense. I can think of a couple thousand other examples. But the bottom line here is if you're sitting in cash or watching from the sidelines and not sure when to jump in, remember to start building that retirement nest egg today. There's never a great jumping point to get in. It'll always seem expensive on the day you buy in. The price you pay today, however, will seem cheap in 20 years from now. Plus, along the way, 
you'll be earning some sweet, tasty dividends all that time. So as I said, don't wait until you're thirsty to dig a well. Start planning now, start getting it done today early. It's closing time, and until next time, remember to plan the trade and to trade your plan. Don't get greedy. Write me anytime at dividend.com. And in the meantime, have an awesome week.